Amen, amen, indeed. Let's pray together as we turn to God's Word this morning. Father God, we do thank you for the powerful name of Jesus, for everything that he means, everything that he is, everything that he does for us. We thank you that we can declare these things to you because of his sacrifice, because of what he has done to bring us back into relationship with you. Thank you for your love, for your grace, for your mercy, for your care, for your drive to constantly pursue us, that you want to be with us. Father God, as we dig into your word this morning, we pray that you would speak, that you would open our hearts and our minds to hear from you, and as we explore what the gospel is, pray that you would help us to understand in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes, our big kids can be dismissed at this point. And as we open, let's turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. We're going to read some verses together here this morning as we step into God's Word. John chapter 1 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor human decision, nor husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. But the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with his Father has made him known. Amen. Jesus is the Word. He is the Creator. He is life. He is light. And He is God. God came here to save us because we needed to be saved. Welcome to a new year. 2022 is here, a new season, new opportunity. It just, it's just a flip of the calendar. It's one day to the next. It's still minus 30 out there, though it is getting a little better that way. 
And yet there's always something exciting about a new year, new opportunities, new chances for growth and change, new challenges, another opportunity to leave behind some old unhealthy things and to try to build new, better disciplines and patterns in our lives. Last week, Pastor Scott introduced this new year in awesome ways, walking us through the story of Jephthah and the careless promises that we can make and challenged us to make good promises this year. We'll give it to a a listen on our website or on YouTube and you can be encouraged. God is putting new things in front of us. He's inviting you to step into them. But our theme for this whole year has been yesterday, today, and forever. And we've been trying to see and understand the faithfulness of God, the consistency of God, how He is always at work, always present, always walking with us. Always working to redeem and restore us. To reveal Himself to us that we can follow Him and live with Him and be with Him. God is love, and in His love, He created us and meant for us to be with Him. And while our, in our sin we rejected Him, He has never stopped pursuing us. And so we started the year in the fall looking at the stories of the people in the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, how God walked with them, how He related to them, what He showed them about who and what He is, who we are. What all of this was meant to be and how He is present here in the same ways that He was with them so many years ago. And then in the Advent season, we looked at the prophecies and promises that God gave us about His Son, the Messiah, that While from the beginning as he walked and talked with those people in Scripture, he was always pointing forward to something more, something bigger. His son coming to change everything. We looked at the power and presence of God as he spoke the words of hope and promise to people over the generations. And how God is faithful to his word always. It's amazing. God's power and presence and planning is incredible and all the more so because of what He was planning, what He was working toward, the gospel, our salvation. And that's what we're going to be looking at over the next number of weeks leading us up to Easter, the gospel. What is it? What does it mean? What does it do? How does it change us, the world? What do we do with it? How do we understand it? What does it look like in our world today? It matters, and we need to understand it. And on this journey, we're going to be walking through the gospel of John specifically and the life of Jesus laid out in those pages. The things he said and did, the things he cared about, the things he didn't. The people he focused on, the message he preached, and ultimately the plan that he lived out to try and see and understand this kingdom that he talked about so much. 
to understand what he was doing, what he was here for, what the gospel is. It's a big idea. And really, the gospel is lots of things, and we're going to explore a lot of things, but we need to understand, we want to understand what the gospel is at its core, what it means, what it's all about, because it matters. And in a sense, it's ultimately the only thing that does. My grandfather and I have an entertaining relationship. Pretty much every time we get together and we're sitting around and talking, we wind up having the same debate over and over and over every time. He will argue that the world is getting worse. And I always wind up arguing that the world's getting better. And he'll point to all kinds of awful things that are happening and changes taking place in society that he would argue are worse than the way things used to be. And I'll point to the unprecedented peace we see around the world and advances in healthcare and technology, access to education and clean water and agriculture. And in the last 30 years alone, extreme poverty around the world has been reduced by half. That's amazing. We'll go around and around arguing these things and the state of things and solving the world's problems. And it's always really entertaining and really enlightening. And we challenge each other and we grow together and it's great. It's easy to be doom and gloom and see all the bad things that are happening in the world right now. And it's easy to be overly optimistic and to think that with just a little more technology or a little better government or whatever, then everything would be okay. The funny thing is, none of that really matters. None of it matters. Good things are happening all the time. And terrible things are happening all the time. But we can get... And I, I, I do want the world to be in a better place. I do want good things to happen. But we can get so caught up in the state of things. Particularly now with the pandemic and everything. It's so focused all the time. We can get so caught up in what's happening in the world. And world getting better or worse. And politics and pandemics and policies. And the media hammering us with images and stories from all around the world meant to drive us into fear and isolation, to set us against one another and drive us to consume, to escape, to fill our heads and our time with an infinite stream of endless entertainment and information to keep us distracted and divided and constantly seeking safety, comfort, just a moment of peace, just wishing the world was a little different, was the way that I want it to be. Just a little better. And then we fight and we argue about what that would look like, what should be, what government or policies we should have, what injustices we see, what wrongs we should be righting. And that's good. That There's lots of good to do there. But it doesn't matter. It's tempting to think that 
If everyone just listened to me, whoever me is, about how things should be, then we would be okay. If only we could all just get along. But that's missing the point. Our world is missing the point. We, I, so easily miss the point. Because we don't need to be okay. We need to be saved. We don't need things to just improve a little bit. We need to be transformed. We need the gospel. In his letter to the Romans, Paul lays it out for us right in the first chapter. He's just introducing himself and his letter and the things he's going to say to them. And Romans is kind of Paul's magnum opus. It's his full and fleshed out theology. It's, it's a mega massive book. And he explores everything, society and government and mission and the church and the kingdom and the future. But right there in the beginning of the letter, right in the introduction, he shows us the point. He sets the whole thing up. He lays out the truth. He lays out for us right there what the gospel truly is. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to all who believe. For everything else we do, for everything else we want, for everything else we care about, the gospel is the power of God that brings salvation. That is the truth. That is the point. That is our need. The gospel is not incremental improvement. It's not societal revolution. It's not self-actualization or self-fulfillment or self-empowerment or even self-care. The gospel is salvation. We need salvation. Our world needs salvation. Everything around us is consumed with wellness and self-improvement. Billions upon billions of dollars in exercise equipment or diet subscriptions or mindfulness apps or investment plans to secure our future. Even us in the church can get sucked into all kinds of these things looking everywhere but Jesus. For a sense of purpose and fulfillment and wholeness that we hunger for. And exercise is good and eating healthy is good and being responsible is good. But we need the gospel. John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but will have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. To save the world. The Son is the gospel. Jesus is the gospel. And the gospel is salvation to all who believe. That's the key. That's the point. That's what matters. And it's, 
It's so easy for us to lose sight of that, to lose the plot, to get sucked into trying to fix things. We live in a world filled with problems, real, serious problems, with evil, with hurts. And we're surrounded by calls to fight injustices in every different direction, a world that wants to fix itself, to make things okay, to be better. And that's good. We should help. We should bring peace and healing and life and justice and all of those things, health and safety and comfort and prosperity But the harder we work, the more impossible the problem becomes. And we can even get distracted by trying to do all of those good things. And as we fight harder and harder, it becomes filled with fear and and anger as the scale of the problems around us keep growing bigger and bigger. The profound depth of hurt that surrounds us, the pain and the evil in the world, the suffering that people experience is so real and so profound and we can be overwhelmed and so we try to work harder or we try to hide. We back away from it all because we just don't know what to do. In a sense, in our society, we've never stopped trying to build the Tower of Babel. We're always trying to get a little closer to perfection, to restore what was and if we can just build a little more, fix a little more, we're so close. But we never get there because we don't need to be better. We need to be saved. Jesus didn't come to make the world a better place. He came to save us. We don't need to be safer, more comfortable, healthier, more entertained. We need salvation. Our world needs salvation. We need the gospel. So that's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at the gospel of John. And it begins with one of the most profound verses in all of Scripture. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Right at the start We establish exactly who and what Jesus is as we lay the foundation for the gospel message that John is going to expound for us. His power and majesty and presence. He he is eternal. He is all-powerful. He is the creator and the only means by which we can be saved. He is the beginning And the firstborn from among the dead, as Paul says in Colossians, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. In one verse, John describes the complete sovereignty of Jesus and the power he has to accomplish what we need to be the gospel. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Life 
and light, hope and purpose. Jesus is in so many ways beyond description, beyond our understanding, and yet He is here. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through Him, the world did not recognize Him. He came to that which was His own, but His own did not receive Him. Yet to all who did receive Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. And so the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. God came here. We don't understand. We were lost, fallen, separated, broken forever. There was nothing we could do, but He came here. To be with us, to make his dwelling among us. The gospel is Jesus. And Jesus came to be present with us, to bring grace to us, to be truth for us, to reveal God himself to us. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is Himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made Him known. These are things so profound, so powerful, it's beyond our understanding, but it's real. Jesus reveals who and what God is to us. And He reveals the spiritual reality of our world, of our existence. Our sin has cut us off from what we were created to be. We are spiritual, physical beings made in the image of God, every single person. Our world is constantly hammering us with messages of just how worthless and accidental people are. How much of an inconvenience and even a disease people are on this planet. Bags of flesh, just meat, animals. But it's a lie. We are so much more than we know. Every single person you meet is created in the image of God, loved and valued by Him, so much more than we can even comprehend. A powerful, beautiful, spiritual being created to create, to reflect God, to be His presence in profound ways in our world together. And because of Him, because of the gospel, everything matters. We fight for justice because of the gospel. We seek peace because of the gospel. We work to bring hope and healing because of the gospel. We care because of the gospel. That's what Jesus came to show us. 
That's what Jesus came to reveal to us. That's what Jesus wants us to understand. He sees what he created, what he intended, what he meant for us to be. And he sees that we don't just need to be better. We need a Savior. You need a Savior. And the people in your life need a Savior too. They need the gospel. They need the power of God for salvation. They need the message and the hope of Jesus to transform, to be made new, to be made whole. This is going to be a huge journey for us. This message is everything. It's the only thing. Everything else comes from this. All the good we want to do, all the good we want to see in the world starts here, starts with Him. With this message. We're going to talk about living it. We're going to talk about talking about it. Sharing it. We're going to talk about how it changes us. Or at least how it should. We're going to talk about how it can change the world. The gospel is hope. The gospel is life. The gospel is exciting. It's life with God, life with purpose and mission. And as we explore this, as we walk through this, God is going to be giving you opportunities to share the gospel. And that might be scary. It might be uncomfortable. But I hope as we walk through this journey together, we can be inspired and challenged to embrace and share the gospel in new and deeper ways with the people around us because they need to hear it. Every bit as much as we do. Are we ready? Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for the gospel. We thank you for Jesus. For this message of hope and life. For the truth that we are created in your image. That we were made to be with you, to reflect you, to be creators alongside you in our world. Sharing who you are with the people around us. We thank you that you saved us. That there is salvation. We can be restored. That God, it's not about effort and fixing things ourselves. It's about submitting to you. Allowing you to bring transformation. God, we want that transformation in our lives. Show us again. Show us in new and deeper ways what the gospel means to each of us. That God, we can share that then with the people around us. That it would just flow out of us. That life and love and hope would flow out to the people around us. Give us confidence. Boldness, God. To share the truth. To share the gospel. People don't need to be just treated nice. They need you. Help us to show them you. We pray your protection over this time. In Jesus' name, amen.